Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Actually got room to move there, Luke. Yeah, yeah, I could slide room up a move. bit closer into the old bloody desk here. I feel like I'm about to um, either swear upon the Bible, yep, or preach. You can do either if you want. It'll be the, quite entertaining. Say, you want to give us a little sermon? I was going to say preach from. I the said cistern. sermon, not semen. I was going to say preach from the cistern. Oh, the cistern. Not the lectern. Oh, okay. The, oh, yeah. What's the... The cistern's the toilet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm That's, with you. Yeah. But I, I do. I find that I do preach a little bit when I sit down at the toilet and I place my uh, hands upon the cistern and yep. many words of Give us one knowledge. now. Give us some words of the gospel from the cistern. <laughs> many a man took a dump in the Year of small our hours. Yep. Uh, and most of the wisdoms... That men come up with, yeah, are from the system. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that you spend a good forty-five minutes on the toilet. Forty-five percent of at my least. day <laughs> on the toilet. It's probably it's probably closer to the yeah. to the truth. I, now, I I've tried to whittle my uh, my cistern time down. Why? I don't think you should. Uh, no, no, it just depends on the strategy of the day. The first one, if you're at work, it's my longest. If you're at work, then maybe because yep. you're meant to be working. You know, no, 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 never. It's not a lunch break. Never at work. I'm just sitting there. Mate, oh, man, I'm just so happy to have a break occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like a good shit. And People lined up knocking at the door. I find, I'm on break. <laughs> I find that, yeah, I do tend to read some Wikipedia yeah. or uh, look up something, look at Instagram. That's right. Check my emails, that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, just to have that little bit of it's respite. The, it's, the, uh, it's the bookkeeping. It's the business end yeah, of uh, my working that's, day. That's actually. what we're getting yeah, done. It's the admin. Yeah, a lot of a lot of podcast research gets done there. Oh, really? Admittedly, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I look forward yep. to the next opportunity <laughs> to continue my research. Do you are you researching as it's coming out, or are you sort of done, wiped, and then you're sort of getting stuck into the reading? I would say, uh, <laughs> I would say I'm done, yeah. but not what. Because oh. I like to feel like I round it all up at the very end. So you like it to dry off a little bit. Before yeah, you, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you can so you gotta, you got to sort of peel it, off. it, chisel it, yeah, yeah scrape it. What I find yeah. is it acts as a, it's its own waxing agent. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. keeps you. Oh, okay, so your sphincter is completely smooth. Yeah, because I like of that. the dried, crusty shit. You're listening to Flying Wall <laughs> Podcast. My name is Luke. And my name's Big Was. Would you have a snake as a pet? Would you keep a snake no. as a pet? No. Why not? Uh... Primarily because I'm not a big fan of snakes anyway. Oh, okay. But yeah. I, I constantly think of, it's one of those news stories that comes back to me occasionally, mm. um, of the pet shop in, I think, America somewhere, yeah. where there was a, a python mm. um, who, which escaped from the shop, wow. went upstairs into the living uh, area okay. and, and crushed two children to oh, death. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ. And and one of the children was actually <clears throat> over as a sleepover guest. Oh, my God. So it's just like wow. you go, okay, that's fucked. Wow. That's actually fucked. Yeah, when you think about it, they would have been absolutely terrified. So it crushed two children oh, to death. Jesus Christ. Now, you can't blame the snake 
because it wasn't no. properly secured. Snakes it's, doing what snakes that's do. What, yeah, yeah. It's it's a sleeping child. They probably think of it as something else. Oh so that God. one troubles me. That yeah. actually like comes back and I think about it. and I'm like fucking hell. Yeah. So yeah. there's no way. Yeah. I don't care if what it's a tiny little. What about if you didn't snake. have children? Uh, no. Because <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen them get aggressive with adults around yeah, their arm. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I just think <clears throat> snakes. For me, yeah, we're not made to be a one-on-one kind of creature. With me. yeah, when you when you you've know? got dogs and cats and stuff like that, you're talking like hundreds, thousands of years of being domesticated. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's so right. that it's in their DNA to be subservient yeah. to us. You That's know what right. I mean. Whereas a well, snake maybe is not like cats, but you know, get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a snake. I'll swallow your fucking head, mate. <laughs> now, I mean, <clears throat> there are some harmless snakes that people get, and yeah, they obviously they love them the same way that we love dogs. Mm. But I'm just not one for that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just enough. not one for it. I, I've seen them be affectionate. It's yeah. like you see birds be affectionate, but I'm not crazy about birds. No, I'm not crazy about keeping birds in a cage. Yeah, neither birds, am I. Actually. Birds are meant to be flying. I have a bird. As yeah, a bird I know. In a cage. But and I did as well when I was a kid. Yeah. But after that, I would never get another one because I just always thought he, he should what a be life. flying. Like yeah. the birds should be out flying. And know? now the problem is, if you release that bird, a cat <laughs> It'd be killed. will kill it <laughs> yeah. within seconds of its release. Because they don't know what they're doing. That's right. They're going to say hi to a fucking python <laughs> that's escaped from its fucking aquarium and uh, it gets crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'd be, they'd be fucked if the, if the snake's name is Polly. And yeah. the bird goes up to the snake and goes, Polly, want a cracker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason yeah. I asked big was... Yes, there, there is, must have been a reason. Uh, as you know, my wife works for Ambulance. Yes, And um, uh, there was a story going around. Uh, a guy rang for an ambulance because he had his pet snake wrapped around his arm and oh. it was constricting. Yes. And he was losing his arm, basically. Yes. He was getting tighter and tighter and tighter and yep. tighter. And he obviously didn't want to stab at it or anything like that because it was his pet. So he rang an ambulance and was like, what the fuck do I do? Why did you call an ambulance? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you call a snake handler? Well, I suppose he just panicked and called triple zero, you know, yeah. and just they went, just, fuck, what do I do? Just scalpel the thing Can you the get brain? me a snake handler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But luckily, someone in the office also keeps snakes and said, just pour um, freezing, like icy cold water over it. And he okay. did that, released, no problem. Okay. So luckily, otherwise they would have been like, um, <laughs> what I've got Google. now, which is this great image now, yeah, of a man mm. with a snake wrapped around his arm and to a, perhaps break the phone point, in the other, fucking yeah. around, yeah. pouring himself an icy jug <laughs> of H two O. Fuck! I've got the ice. <laughs> I've got the <laughs> ice. He's like, don't worry, just just the <coughs> coldest water you've got. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the tray out. He's like, fuck! They didn't refill it. <laughs> Got two fucking cubes in there. Yeah, so yeah. alarming though. Just the thought of a snack, a snake wrapped around your arm. That was the thing I was referring to because there was a video I saw. Yeah. where the woman actually had the snake wrapped around her arm, and it was it was a pet snake. Yeah, it actually broke her arm. Oh wow. Okay. Um, but she was very calm the whole time. Yeah, and they actually hear it. Even when it broke her arm, she was calm. She was did really well. Wow. She actually did okay. really well because yeah. then that didn't freak the snake out. Yeah, So okay. then able to kind of free it up. Because the last thing you want to do is upset a snake as it's killing you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she, if she had a Slurpee nearby, she would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, just spit that just at pour it. pour that yeah. all over it. I think pet, no pet, I think I just would have cut the fucking thing's head off. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. If Just, my dog was chewing my, my hand off yeah. when I woke up from a nap, <laughs> I'd probably want to kill it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to forgive it and go, oh, oh, you didn't mean it, did you, Fluffy? Yeah. Like, it just would be silly. 
Yeah, I think, you know, you hear these stories and it's horrible to think of, but you hear where dogs, like pet dogs, had like suddenly yes. mauled a neighbourhood kid yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. And then the owners are sort of a bit like, well, no, nah, it's our dog. But I think, I think me as a dog owner, I think I would still be, well, it's done that now. That's it. You know, it's horrible to think. But what's the alternative? You know, to keep it muzzled and chained well, under, in the you, basement. Because you couldn't trust it anymore. <laughs> nah, exactly. Based on that action. Yeah. yeah. And plus, I think the anger in me as well. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? To know Maybe that you it's, keep it's, it chained in your basement to beat. Yeah. Just have a bad day to go yeah. down into the basement and kick a dog. <laughs> I love how we're talking like Australians have basements. We never have basements in we Australia. We never have basements. I wish we did. Where would you go? The bottom every, of the garden. Every American American movie, mm. they have a basement. A spooky in their house. basement. Always a spooky basement. I think that's why we don't. Yeah, we just don't want to too have scared. a spooky basement <laughs> or a spooky attic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, attic would be a good one as well. Yeah, I'd like an attic. But it'd be spooky. It would be a little bit spooky because <laughs> yeah. I think of sinister. Have you ever read? Attic. Have you ever read uh, Flowers in the Attic? And what's it? Paranormal Activity for the basement. <coughs> oh yeah. So we're fucked. Yeah. Either way. Have you ever read? Um, I I'm not sure. Flowers I feel like I have, but I couldn't tell you anything. I think. About it. From memory, I read it when I was young. I think mm. a dude has sex with his mum. <laughs> That's all I remember from That's it. What you remember. And then a brother and sister have sex. It's very incestual. Okay. So I wouldn't recommend it really. So it's not really about flowers. It wasn't a great it? read. Yeah. No. Fuck you, Virginia Andrews. <laughs> that was the author. Um, so last week, I think it was last week, we I, I said tomato, you say tomato, you say potato, you say potato, right? And you sort of laugh and we're like, about potato, potato. Yeah, because that's how I speak. I knew I'd, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I knew I heard that because I went away going, yeah, that was, why did I say that? But then yeah. I thought, no, I've heard that. So I Googled. Potato, potato. Okay. And it's from a Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong oh. uh, duet. Okay. Uh, and it's co- the song's called Let's Call the Whole Thing Off. And you hear Louis Armstrong sa- singing in the background. You say potato, I say potato. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it came from because right. you know what it wasn't just my own insanity. That's right. Out. You've yeah. turned a moment of your lunacy yeah. into yeah. quite a classy thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I just knew I'd heard it. I knew I heard that some people will say the phrase, you say tomato, I say tomato, you yeah. say potato, you say potato. And I did always used to think potato. Who's fuck is saying potato? That's right. But yeah, that's where it came from. And everyone's unique, you know? <coughs> I think that's, that's what right. it tells us all. Do you want to tell the good folks at home tonight? What we are talking about. Well, what a riveting couple of subjects we have for you, people. Yes, indeed. We are are going to discuss adult virgins and public housing. (laughs) Now, if you heard last week's episode... uh uh, we made mention that I've been I've been watching this show uh, with the family called You Can't Ask That. It's on the ABC here in Australia, Australian Broadcast Broadcasting. Is that yep. what it is? Yep. Um, and it's basically the premise of the show is that they get people on there, they ask them the questions that you shouldn't really ask, and all that kind of thing. And it like so so the, the standout one for me was getting dwarves on there and asking them, is it okay to chuck a dwarf to yep. throw a dwarf? Obviously, it's not blah blah blah, but. The, there was like six or seven seasons of this show, and all the topics were quite interesting. We've only watched probably the first season, I think, but all the topics were quite interesting. So I just thought we could, yes, we're not dwarves, so we can't, you know, but we could try we can't and speak as dwarves. We, we could try yeah. to fit our shoes into mm. tiny, I mean, our feet into tiny, tiny little <laughs> shoes yeah. and walk a mile or an inch yeah. as a dwarf yeah. and yeah. try to talk. And, you know, no, but, but so my idea to Big Was uh, was to choose these topics each week, okay. one, one each, and go, okay, 
Um, let's discuss, yeah, tonight, adult virgins. Let's discuss public housing. Let's I discuss see. next week maybe Muslims and, um, I don't know, uh, pets that maul you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, why no, not? But, and I just thought it'd be a, a cool thing to, uh, to work through the oh, long list so, of mate. topics. I think yeah. so, my, my heart lit up, of course, when I saw public housing as a topic. Well, before we start recording, you told me that you have a shit ton of research yeah. and notes that you look forward to spewing out and into the world. And I could have world. kept going. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's such as my strange, strange addiction yeah. now, to years, public housing. Years ago, you told me that you got quite fascinated at one time about estates. Yeah. Or as most normal people would say is estates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, can you tell me, Warren, um, what was it about estates that captivated you? Like, why would you like say, Other wow. than the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, I think because of, and I think it must work for a lot of people in terms mm. of film and TV and books and so on, but I think they're like a little microcosm mm. of uh, drama. Yeah. You've got families, you've got... You've got elderly, you've got young people, you've got gangs, violence, drugs, assaults. You've got poverty. Yeah. You've got addictions. I don't want to say it's all negative. I'm sure there are some, a lot of positives out of that mm. as well. But you've got this little microcosm all happening in a purpose-built space. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's a village, compressed. village within a village almost. Yeah, and look, I'm sure when they were designed, they obviously that wasn't their intention. I'm sure and they're expecting some sort of Vatican City. I'm sure, well, I'm sure they had something... <laughs> Utopia. A little u- utopian in yeah. mind. Yeah. You know, you can write about it. Cheap, you can dream about you it. Know, affordable That's living. Right. It a... offers everything. Yeah. But it then becomes this kind of cesspool without the proper support. I think their services. mistake in the whole project, in the whole dream, yeah. was giving it to humans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, because humans are still going to, by nature... Yeah bring those things in. That's right. And it only takes a small amount of that yeah. larger population and other things too over time to encourage it. And, yeah, yeah I guess I'm just fascinated with what that means. Yeah. So yeah. urban decay, um, the changing kind of face of like, because a lot of this was, it sprung up whether it was in Depression era or after World War Two, So out of necessity maybe for yes. families that, yeah. Okay. So they had strategies. There was yeah. a plan. Yeah. And then... Over time, it becomes redundant. It yep. starts to crumble. You see the cracks appear and you can see all of the, the trouble. And you start to wonder, no <clears> one <throat> thinks it's worth even fixing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just seeing it all break down. But I think that there's so many stories in there. There'd be thousands upon thousands yeah, upon of thousands course, yeah. of fascinating stories and probably very sad, but yeah. also uplifting stories. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I well, look, I'm half asleep just from you telling me all... Nah, <laughs> mate, joking. And I look, I chose Adult Virgins because I thought it would be a good fucking laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go to a quick break and we'll come back with Adult Virgins. You want to start yeah, with that? Yeah, let's do all that. All right, mate. Put everyone to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Fly And we go blah blah boom breaks and skrek and skrek and that's oh, German. Dutch? Oh, it's oh, it's just oh, slash German Dutch slash Dutch. yeah, yeah, like a um, dialect. And it means we're back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, episode one sixty two. I'm talking about adult virgins now. Before we get stuck in, 
have we known any adult virgins? I'm going to say yes. I know of one of our dearest friends who yep. was a virgin. Yes. When he was 20 years old. Yep. And I'd already decided I was going to... You were going to take it. ...have sex with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I right. decided that I was going to take him to a brothel if yeah. he hadn't got laid by the time he was 21. Yeah. That's when I was 20 years old as well. Yeah. All these years later, I'm glad he had sex before he turned 21. One, just for him, for his yeah. own sake. Yeah. But also because I would, as a 43-year-old man, I would regret that now, taking my friend yeah. to a brothel I think, and making him have sex. Well, I was going to say, I think you're forgetting the fact that he has a choice nah, in this. No, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> no, but even, I suppose, me even making it a thing. You know, yeah, yeah. and going, come I on, agree. man, you can't be a fat. Like, just acting like a complete dickhead. You know Maybe what I mean? that's more the point. So I'm glad it happened the way it happened yeah. for him. And I'm glad that I don't live with yet another regret. <laughs> <laughs> that's one I don't have. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, you wake up every morning and you go, thank goodness for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've done some research, believe it or not. That's uh, Virginity comes in many forms. Some virgins may be eager to have sex, but unable to find the right partner. Uh, that was very much our friend, I feel. Okay. Yeah, do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, he was very keen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but Told just, everybody. Just hadn't the found someone who was willing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, others uh, may be comfortable waiting while quietly worrying that their inexperience means something is wrong with them. Some people remain virgins because of lack of interest in sex. Asexual and aromantic. I've never heard of aromantic. Aromantic. That just makes me think of aromatic. Yeah, me too. Like yeah, very nice fragranted yeah. people refuse to have <laughs> sex. Yeah, I smell too good for sex. <laughs> yeah. Too good. They're only going to taint me with this <laughs> semen and musky smell. Uh, I'd rather smell like a lily. Ah, <laughs> uh, this man doesn't know if he's a man or a woman, I think. Um, asexual and aromantic people may face both virginity stigma and, a and sexual minority stigma. Mm. Um, it could also be due to religious reasons, of course. So of course. some people abstain or uh, choose to say, stay celibate. Yes. Um, you know, <clears throat> before, uh, not having sex before marriage. Uh, virginity stigma is often gendered traditional notions of masculinity demand boys and men be very sexually active that's true i think oh yeah i, I think, would agree with that i think uh well like me just saying before about mm. our friend yeah um saying, Mate, come on i've had sex and he's had sex you, you know like it you suffered from virginity stigma <laughs> yeah bleeding <laughs> yeah from the penis <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> no so i i do think it's that typical like um that Brohood, you yeah. know, like, yeah, come on, man, you still haven't fucked, Ooh, you know, yes. when really, like, as an older, wiser man, it's not about that at all, yeah. you know, it's it's about, hopefully, finding someone you care about, you love, and all that kind of thing, and, and sharing a beautiful moment together, Absolutely. but, but yeah, also, there's something to be said about just fucking, as well. Yeah, I think there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to be said about that. I think it is, it's just the language that goes around when you are younger, Yeah, and it, it could be your friends, but it could also be... Not so much randoms, because I don't think that would come up that often. But I remember a conversation in class when mm. I was in TAFE, okay. which was, you know, the year after high school. And there was this very, he was a very confident um, fella in the class. And he was literally sitting there analysing everybody around the room. Oh, right. Okay. In, out loud. Deciding who's had sex. Yeah. Okay. And yep. speak and telling them. Yeah. 
And what did he say to you? <laughs> he's, he, he said he couldn't work it out. Oh, okay. So he was looking at me straight his like straight at his chin. Yeah. He goes, and he, he goes, no, I can't can't quite work you out. Was that? And um, see, the whole thing is ridiculous. That's when you right. Think about it. Yeah, of course yeah, it is. Yeah. But I'm sitting there, sort of slightly nervous. Oh, okay. Because yep. at that stage, yeah, of course, yeah. I was. Yeah, a yep. virgin. Yeah. Um, you were 35. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm thinking he'll see he'll see right through me. Yeah, he'll yeah. Know. And who cares really? But, but who at the time, cares? Yeah, of course, like you said, it, who like cares? You said, yeah, yeah. It's not his fucking business, and yeah. it's certainly not anyone else's. <coughs> Whereas now, but there if was someone tried to say that to you now, with or even if you were back then, but with this mentality you've got now, you'd just be like, "Fuck off, idiot!" Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, isn't it funny? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'd and what well, did he decide in the end, out of interest? Uh, I think he said no. You're not a virgin. Yeah, no, okay. no, he said no that I, I, I hadn't had sex. Oh, okay. And yeah. did you disclose whether you had or hadn't? I took him right there on the table. You fucked him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll show you a fucking virgin. No, Would no. a virgin come inside you like I the way I just fucked you? You fucking animal. <laughs> Everyone just still sitting there in a circle, <laughs> just watching. Big wasp, big wasp, big wasp. No, One, two, um, three, four, pump his ass till it's sore. <laughs> I just sat there and just smiled at him, I think, and just kind of tried to ride it out because I thought, oh, well, he's going to move on to the next person yeah, in okay. a second. What a cockhead. Yeah. yeah. You Look, know what? You know what? He was probably a virgin. Well, he talked about it the most, yeah, but, so yeah. probably got the least. I'm exactly. Guessing. That's what they say. Although, he was that kind of guy. I think he probably did quite well. He'd be, you know what he's doing now? He's probably our age, 43, 44. Yeah. He's on Tinder. Yeah. Desperately looking for young girls and no one's fucking interested. So fuck that guy, Warren. <laughs> no, I probably won't. <laughs> already did. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, virginity right. stigma is often gendered. Traditional notions of masculinity demand boys and men be very sexually active. Men who are unable to... No, sorry. Men who are unable or unwilling to conform to this norm may feel ashamed and self-conscious. No! I don't want to. I don't want to have sex, mummy! Stop trying to tell me to! <laughs> His girlfriend's like, I just want to try it, Peter. No! no! I refuse! I smell too good! Uh, uh, some men may engage in aggressive sexual behaviour in an oh. attempt to get partners to have sex with them. Oh, okay. Obviously, that's not a laughing matter. That's no. pretty de- deplorable. Thanks for bringing the tone down. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but now we'll have a good no. laugh at women. Uh, women... <laughs> nah. <laughs> Just jokes. Uh, women often face conflicting pressures around sex. Some religious... <clears throat> sorry. Some religions prize virginity in women. Some cultures and families even demand virginity. Yes. Using virginity pledges and virginity balls... <laughs> what? Okay. As a way... To encourage girls, ah, balls as in like dancing and stuff like that, uh, as a way to encourage girls and women to abstain from sex. Mm. Yet, women. What did you visualize? I thought they were encouraging them to wear like a set of masculine balls. So when guys tried to have sex with them, (laughs) they go, What's that? (laughs) They've got grown balls. (laughs) No, I don't want to have sex with it. You don't even smell nice, Penelope. Um, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, where were we? <laughs> uh, yet women may also feel pressure to hew to their romantic partner's desires and face criticism okay. for putting up with boundaries. That's true. Women who are interested in sex may feel ashamed of their desires, while others may okay. be pressured into sex before they are ready. 
Yeah, all of the above, uh, above is true. I've, I've known people over the years yes. <coughs> who have accused me of pressuring them into having sex. No, no, no. And Glenn's all right now. He's fine he? now, yeah. but he can sit down now. But yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think that's true. There's a real difference between the pressure on yep. guys yeah. in a different way to be the man, to step up yep. and do the, you know. I agree. And then the girls, like, you know, it's that typical thing. If, if, if men have got a long list of uh, skeletons in their closet, they're called studs. And if yeah. women do, then they're sluts, you know. No, and I think that's fucking shameful. It is indeed. We should all be sluts. Yeah, really. A, <laughs> celebrate it. Go yeah. to a slut ball. Yeah. International yeah. Day of the Sluts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, young people today have less sex than youth of two previous mm. generations. Yeah. I was surprised at that. Yeah, considering... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sound really old now, but considering things like Tinder, considering... Like, it's so... And social media in general. Yeah. It's so out there and obviously sex sells and we're constantly bombarded by sexual images um, and porn is easily accessible, all that kind of stuff. I think put that all into one big melting pot and I would have thought that generations are having sex younger and more of it, you know? Do you know what? <clears throat> I just, just as you said that, I was thinking perhaps it's kind of that because of social media, because yeah. it's out there, because body images like you see these people that are filtered and smoothed out and, you know, shot yeah, for a hundred yeah. times to get the right look. That's right. And you go, okay, yeah, look, they look tremendous, don't they? Yeah. look amazing. And maybe that's actually lowered people's uh, self-image to a point yeah, where okay. they go, oh, well, I can't look at that. Oh, like he's looking, yeah. he's looking at these girls mm. on Instagram or TikTok or wherever the fuck you look at it. Yeah. Look at me. Like, I, I don't have that. I yeah, don't have yeah. that look. Well, I don't com- have that looking confidence. At, looking at the girls, but also comparing themselves to the boys and stuff as well. And, yeah, and, of course. And vice versa as well, I suppose. So yeah. maybe it's a case of, yeah, this sort of, uh, it's the body image issue coming yeah. in again because it's out there so much from from that end of things. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's a good it point. Makes people's I think, confidence I think drop. it's a very good point. Hmm. And, uh, and then nothing worse than rocking up. You've seen this picture of a girl on Instagram and she's like, wow, she's an yeah. absolute knockout. You get there and it's your dad, you know? <laughs> yeah, did you like the filter, mate? <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> That'll teach you for jacket off in the fucking garden shed, mate. <laughs> it's an elaborate plan. Now, uh, uh, okay, so got a couple of adult virgin stories for you. Mm. <clears throat> now, this one... I don't know if it's true or not. All right, Does it sound a little bit far fetched. Let's it? see what you think. Um, okay, so it goes like this. So I found these couple of stories. I think they've been uh, posted into or emailed into cosmopolitanmagazine.com. Okay. Um, the reason I am still a virgin is that I am extremely well endowed. Okay. Yeah, that would really <laughs> put me off. Yeah. The ladies in my life have found it really hard to relax when it comes to having sex with me due to expecting intercourse to hurt them. (laughs) I've been intimate in other ways, of course. However, and even been in three long-term relationships, I know there are ladies out there that prefer a larger man. I just haven't found them. After all, sex is about pleasure. If both parties are not experiencing pleasure during sex, then it's not a very balanced sexual relationship, is it? Being a virgin later in life feels the same as being a virgin as a teenager. The only difference is I've got a massive cock. (laughs) Nah, I added that bit. The only difference is rather than worrying about being the odd one out, there are more things going on in the world to be hung up over. 
Oh, so he's like a real down-to-earth kind yeah, of guy. He's, a, he's a, the perfect man. Yeah, he that's, is. That's the what we're looking man, at. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My friends tend to wonder why I haven't made it my life goal yeah. to have sex, especially now kids are being born in our circle of friends. I don't particularly want children, so that points my lifestyles. No, sorry. What? So that point my stifies. What's that mean? don't know. Anyway, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's skip that part. If anyone is out there that can take my full length, please email me. Oh, big, my God. BigDickWaz at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like then, you might have written that up. Uh, no, I only added that bit. Okay. I only added the BigDickWaz <laughs> at gmail.com. Honestly, honestly, the rest was all taken wow, from okay. the internet, which never lies. No, no, of um, course not. Now, this one was short but sweet, but I, I just made me chuckle. Oh, is this the opposite end of the spectrum? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'll do his voice as well. <laughs> I am 33. Live at home with my old folks. I am addicted to World of Warcraft. I work 60 hours a week. I am also a recluse. I am also a virgin. <laughs> It says it all, really, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> and your characterisation uh, was spot on. Thank I you. Think, yeah. Thank you. Um, now, also... Is uh, that it? Is that's it a... as far as stories. For... Oh, no, I thought there was more of this guy. No, that's it. Short, oh, like I said, short he just sweet. wanted to say, he just said, I'm a virgin. This is, we were straight to the point. I'm 33, live at home with my folks. I'm addicted to World of Warcraft. I work 60 hours a week. I'm also a recluse. And I'm a virgin. So, well, yeah. thanks for writing in, short <laughs> yeah. but sweet. What, what was the point? Yeah. Uh, now, this one, I'll try. I'll tr- I'm not an accent person like you are, Warren. Mate, <coughs> voices, though. Just go <coughs> with your character. Let me clear my throat. All right. Tell me the background of this, this person, though. Have a cup of tea. So this is from the Indian Times newspaper. Okay. Why celibacy? It's more of a uh, uh, an article. Why is what, sorry? Why is celibacy? Celibacy. Come on. Why celibacy is a bad thing. Okay. Alright. You get slower. According to a study at the University of Maryland, when you have sex less or no sex at all, you become slower with your thoughts. Your neuron functioning is affected. Your ideas are not so bright. Lack of confidence. <laughs> That's good, yeah. When you have sex the right way, your confidence increases. But when you do not, you also lose the ability to do it ever again as your organ basically loses its mojo. You will never experience the liberation and confidence people feel after a good session of sex. (laughs) (laughs) There's more. Pent-up frustration. (laughs) Very rarely do we have a... (laughs) Very, very rarely. Very, oh, this is difficult for me. Very rarely do we have cases of someone being a sexual, asexual, as someone has urges. You may control yourself, but your lower abdomen will definitely hurt. When people have an orgasm, they go, they let go of frustration, and sex releases that. One more for your big was. <laughs> you sound like a guru. Bladder weakening. Oh. Sex is supposed to be good for your muscles. 
Each help in holding your pee. <laughs> If you do not do it, your pelvic floor muscles have an urge, a huge possibility of weakening, and you may even face untimely dripping. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Is that, so is that's, that it? Oh, hang on. I've got a couple that's more, tremendous. couple well more done, things, couple more things on adult, adult virgins. Actually, we, something very, um, very warm and comforting about this guy. Yeah, he had a warm was huskiness a to his voice. Uh, I don't a, know. I don't know who wrote that. I feel like that's a, a kindly doctor. I've I've only done the the quite racist thing of but, <laughs> of making it an Indian voice. Yes, but. But Simply because it was from the Indian Times. That's okay. I'm looking newspaper. past that. Yeah, okay. And I actually yeah. feel like it's an Indian doctor. Yep. Uh, Doctor Sharesh. Yep. Um, and I feel like I would, I would love to talk to him. Yeah. And I feel like he solves most health problems by suggesting sex. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, so any any ailment. Someone's got a toothache. He says, "Have you tried oral pleasure?" <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For him and, and her pleasure. But he's not in a sick way. <laughs> no. Nah. He's not in a pervy way. No. Nah. He's just saying he genuinely believes sex is the best. And medicine. he guides. He, he'll be on the spot yeah. guiding him through it as well. Gently ease it into her, <laughs> caress her face, look into the eye. Eye contact is very important. <laughs> See, very very warm. <laughs> yeah. Not at all disturbing. Genuine. Yeah. Just just I'd there invite to help. him over. I'd yeah. invite him over. Yeah. Um. All right. So. <clears throat> so we talked about our friend, and I was potentially going to take him to a brothel. Yes. Uh, I worked with a guy, I won't say his name, okay. uh, an older fella who was from El Salvador. And he told me that in his country... Anyone who knows the podcast quite well <laughs> can, can simply join the yeah, dots. They can trace It's back. a very simple circle. There's no patterns <laughs> yeah. crisscrossing. Or but they have to know the podcast pretty well. Well, there's a few out So there, I think mate. your son would know who I'm talking oh, about. He would Maybe. absolutely know. Yeah. yeah. He's, probably one of, he's probably got the card on this character. <laughs> <from there. laughs> the collector. Uh, um, yeah. He... Lost his virginity at a brothel, okay. and it was this the thing to do. That's right. just simply young boys came of age, they went to a brothel, okay. sorted their things out because yeah. he said in their culture, a man then would get a, into a relationship and had to know what to do, how to pleasure a woman, how to do all the right Is that things. Just an excuse, though. Absolutely, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's just an excuse. I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. But um, surely he, the wife, well, you know, when he when he meets his perfect other half, yeah, yeah. They get together. The first thing they're going to say yeah. is, I hope you've had experience at a brothel. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's what you did. He's like, first. I didn't get this syphilis for nothing, yeah, love. that's right. Um, now, he, told, he had two sons, yes. and he told me that if they hadn't have had sex by the time they were 17 or 18, right. he was going to drive them to the brothel himself okay. and go, I'll wait in the car park. Which nothing would turn me on more, yeah. knowing that my dad is, is in the you. car park reading a book and having a cigarette while I'm having sex. <laughs> with a prostitute. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that. Called Tom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. Is adult really? virgins. Well, any discussions that about was, adult virgins? Uh, not really. I don't think there's anything to say. I think that was a, a nicely tucked piece. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything unless you had questions about it. But, but I don't think there's anything for wrong me, with it. I don't think I, I don't all. I think it comes down to personal choice. That's right. simple as that. Um, yeah. I if you're out there and you're an you're an adult virgin, what would be classed as an adult virgin? Good yeah. luck. I, I think for me personally, I'm yeah. I'm happy to share. I lost my virginity when I was fifteen. Yeah. And for me, and I, I was only I was nearly sixteen, but I, I was still fifteen technically. And for me, I look back and think I was too young. I agree. Um, but the good thing was, <laughs> yeah. 
um, it was with someone my own age yes. and it was a very caring, loving relationship and we were both in the same predicament yeah. and it was, you know, it was that typical sort of... I like how you call it a predicament. <laughs> now, now you call it a predicament. Ah, good, good point. Yeah, probably the wrong choice of word there. Uh, Look, we slipped over. Had sex. <laughs> you haven't had sex. Yeah. Why don't we fix this whole We're thing? We're just out of nappies. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> just put try. my winky in your hoo-ha. <laughs> no, uh, and it was actually... Um, yeah, it was like the typical teenage movie yeah. where it's like like uh, 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 American Pie. Really awkward. It's awkward, but it was gentle. It was nice. It was sweet. I was I was very scared. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, <clears throat> um, I'm glad I'm not an adult virgin. I'm glad I've lost my virginity as a 43 year old yeah. man. I'm happy yeah. where I am. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I I do wish I'd waited a little bit maybe until I was maybe seventeen or so. You know? How do you think that would have changed your outlook from now? Oh, that's a good I, don't, question. I don't actually yeah. think it would have necessarily maybe changed not. I, I think I think it comes down to the person really, doesn't it? Mm. The fact or or the fact that I was in a relationship yeah. and I was with that girl for five years, that's you know, right. from fifteen to twenty years old. Exactly. So I yeah. think if you'd had a if you'd had a sort of a, a one off, a sticky fumblings a in a very car park short, or something, yeah, yeah, like and it just wasn't really very meaningful. Yeah, I think you would probably look back on that even. Worse. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think yeah, you could say, oh look, you know, if I if I could go back and change it, this is what I'd do. Mm. But I don't think it's said with genuine like heartfelt regret. Yeah. It's more like oh, I think that's a bit young. I this guess I, I guess I there's a feeling of like, wow, fuck, I was fifteen. Like yeah. I did, you know, like I sort of go, I should have still been just mucking around and you know, you know. Well, kiss, now that we're you know, parents. Well, Obviously, yeah, I suppose that's a big part that. of it. That's yeah. a big part of it, yeah. And so you say, well, at least be 18. Because yeah. then you are, you know, by law, yeah. you're yep. an adult. Yeah, So true. you can make that decision yeah. without me saying whether that's okay or not. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing. that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, you have different connotation, I suppose, when you yeah. get to that age. But If you, okay, if you were working one day, got chatting with a bloke, and he was like similar age to you. Yeah. Um, he was a tradie. He was there to do a job at one of the centres yeah. you're working at. He got talking, having a bit of a laugh, and and then he, he was like, "Oh, well, what about you, mate? You got kids?" And you're like, "Yeah, I've actually got fucking fifteen children." Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he was said, "Oh, what about you? Uh, you know?" He goes, "Nah, I'm I'm actually still a virgin, mate." And you would you laugh? Would you go, <laughs> or would you be like, "Oh, okay"? I think I'd stop myself from laughing because just in case. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. depends on how that was said. Like you're saying it like that. Which if he was like, "Oh, mate, you're not going to believe it," I'm like, "Yeah, I'm actually a fucking virgin, mate." I say, "Really? Oh, yeah, well. yeah. I don't have a penis." <laughs> no, no, I've been told it's just too fucking big. <laughs> um, no, I, I'd just go, "Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. you know, is is that if you don't mind me asking, is that?" You know, you just haven't Personal found the right choice person, or, yeah. or yeah, is religious reasons, or yeah, you don't have to say. Yeah, what would you say? If he was just like, I can't, I can't find anyone who smells as good as me, yeah. mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Well, I probably haven't heard no, that what, before. What about if he just sort of said uh, quite nonchalantly, yeah. like, oh, I've just, I don't know, just got no interest. I'd say, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So maybe he's like an asexual person. Yeah. yeah. I'd say fair enough. Yeah. I'd say, like, do you, have you, have you enjoyed going out on dates and stuff? Like, do you actually... He's, oh, yeah, done a bit of that, you know. But yeah. I, I like my own, my own company, you know. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's totally different. I think yeah. I'd be... I've got a massive collection of dildos. No, but like you said, maybe it's, yeah, maybe it is an asexual thing. It's just, yeah. you know, not worried, not yeah. interested. And I'd be like, you know what? It probably makes life a lot simpler. I don't, I don't think I've ever met any... Well, not that you'd read really sort of just wear a badge saying no. it. 
I've never, I don't Hello. think I've ever met or had a conversation with someone who is asexual. Hello, I'm Nathan, and I'm asexual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. Now, what's, it, what's, the, what's the line from Predator? Well, that's actually because they are a fucking, fucking machine. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, you'll be a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus. Oh, that's it, just yeah, like yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've met any asexual people. No, no. But again, but like yeah, you said, wouldn't announce it, would no. they? Yeah, no. I th- I can imagine people over my life where you could imagine that they could be. Okay, but that's maybe just our own <laughs> yeah. perception, like yeah. rubbing off on yeah. them and just thinking, yeah, I can't imagine them having sex. Nah. What do you what What are your thoughts on people that choose to not have sex until they're married? I respect that. I think that that's yeah. a probably very honourable thing to be able to choose and then adhere to yeah so i think if if that's what they've chosen to do made that decision talked about it agreed and then made it to that yeah i think that's fantastic yeah, of course uh, my hat does go off to them yeah especially like if they're in a long sort of term relationship yeah, that's and right. then they get married like five years later yeah and they haven't had sex and you're comfortable in every way but what are the like but say are you sexually active is this the yeah bit? that's what i was gonna ask yes. like like um are they doing other things? You know, I would fucking hope they so. jerking each other off. <laughs> they, you know, blow and go. Whatever. Are they? Are they doing stuff, or are they absolutely abstaining from any kind of sexual interaction? That's the thing. I don't know. Mm. I feel like, I feel like it depends on the people involved. Yeah. I feel like it could be very, uh, what would you call it? Very, very polite. Okay. You yeah. know, there's kisses, but it's not intimate kissing. It's kind of sexy. There's hugs. If they're like really like, sorry, is that, is that too, am I going too fast? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just sorry. Yeah, a little bit, please. But that's the so, thing. It could be, it could be heavily loaded yeah. with eroticism. Yeah, yeah, If true. you let it build like that. Yeah. And in you'd a be library. jacking off like in a, a library. Fuck, you'd be jacking off like a machine. Yeah, yeah. To try and keep your thoughts kind sanity. of in line. It's sanity. Um, <laughs> But but I think if that's how you, you want to do it, then that's great. Yeah, well, yeah. Best of luck to you. Because uh, like one, one that comes to mind is Guy Sebastian, the right. uh, Australian singer, yep. pop, pop idol guy, whatever he was. Yeah, um, yeah he was 26 right. uh, before he met the love of his life and got married, and then they had sex. Okay. You know? So, yeah. I, I sort of, I don't know, I find it strange because, because my lifestyle wasn't that's that right. at all, but, yeah. or my, my uh, story wasn't like that at all. Yeah. But at the same time... There is something quite nice about it That's to it. go. No, no, no. I'm saving this for someone special. It removes yeah. the, that <clears throat> that whole element from yeah. the attraction in, in a way. Yeah. I mean, the attraction's there, and there's obviously it must be a still there. Attraction. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah. you're you're saying, well, that no, that's less important. Yeah than what we have, yeah. all these other things that we have. So yeah, I have a lot of respect for. I people think that do I think that. that's quite sweet in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we'll go to a break, and we'll come back with public housing. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all, I just woke up, so I'm going to try to make this sound good. Hold on. Good morning from the Ozarks, Missouri. This is Emily, and you're listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast. Uh, Stand by for dead air. The Fly on the Wall Motherfucking Podcast. And we're back in. Uh, you're listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast, episode 162, with me, Luke. 
And me, Big Voss. If people want to find us on Twitter, Big Woz. On Twitter. It's at FlyOnTheWallPO1. Please feel free to get in touch. If they want to contact us on Instagram, Luke. FlyOnTheWallPodcast11 with an underscore between each of the words. And on the email, Warren. That's a great question, Luke. Just give me just a second because I had typed it here. It is the Fly on the Wall podcast 11 at gmail.com. Send us suggestions for episodes. Send us uh, pictures of your dad. Uh, send us anything you want, pretty much. Actually, uh, an episode I listened to today, which was episode, oh, might have been 90, um, was the one where that guy sent us in a cuck story. Do you remember that? And I read it at the end of the episode. And it was all about Mr. Samuel and the girl and the wife playing tennis. And basically they fucked at the end. You remember that? Yeah. Someone, well, oh, it was an Instagram follower. Yes. Sent us a full story. Yes. And I believe that they there was a language barrier. But so the writing was weird. Like yeah. it was disjointed in a way and the spelling and blah, blah, blah. They just wanted to get their rocks off. Well, but at the end, yeah. it got worse and worse. Yes. So I suspected that as he or she was writing it, they got more and more excited and yeah. then blew chunks at the end before they could really finish it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've heard about adult virgins. Uh, yeah. Now we're going get to get into something even sexier, <laughs> <laughs> which well, is public, public housing. housing. Yeah. So what is your. What would you say is public housing? Well, estates. You gave a little bit of a description earlier on, so I now I've got more of a vision. But what of, do you think of it what is? it is? But yeah. I was going to say my my. I guess I don't. Know if, I guess this sort of ties in with it as well. But mm. um, council housing. Yes. Is that the same sort of thing? Yes. So my experience, because I've mentioned before on the podcast, I do a lot of work, or most of my work, 99% of my work is for uh, um, people within who come into the care sector who yeah. need a bit of help and stuff, which I, I thoroughly enjoy helping people out. And um, some of my clients uh, live in like commission homes, yeah. uh, council homes, whatever you call it. Council. Yeah, it's all very much the same thing, sometimes with slight differences, but yeah, call yeah. it whatever you like. And um, uh, what I, from what I can see, um, sometimes the houses that they move into are in disrepair and yeah. you sort of go, the last tenants must have just, you know, not looked after it as well yeah. and all that kind of thing, which is really, un really unfortunate. I feel like there's, there's a bit of a crack in the system where um, not enough's been done to maintain the properties yeah. for the people because yeah. I feel like... Um, the people are maybe in these houses because they've found themselves there and go, okay, this is what I have to do for now. Yeah. But there's not, like, yes, I go and do the gardens, but you're sort of walking around going, wow, they need new spouting. Yeah. They need uh, a new window frame. They need all sorts of things. You know what I mean? Um, and maybe partly it, it could have been, not my customers, but it could have been people living there before, could have been just the age of the place or yeah. whatever. But I don't know. It seems like the government are offering up these places to stay, but not maintaining them, yeah. you know? And I think it should be part and parcel of the package, you know? So, yeah. But anyway, but that's really my only experience uh, with them. Well, I think as a general rule, yeah. um, and I'll go into a few little examples of it, but I think as a general rule, um, there's a need seen as, one, you want to help mm. uh disadvantaged or lower income families, yeah. um, well, couples, singles, older people, to still have a home, to still have it available to them, to, yeah. to not be beaten to the post by someone with more available money. Um, and then it is often set against their income. Okay. If they have an income, yeah. it's it's an exact percentage. Oh, I see. So rather, it's like it could be 25% of 
fifty thousand a year. Yeah. It could be twenty five percent of twenty five thousand a year. Yeah. So depending on what that does that income include uh, government benefits? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It could be part of the benefits. I see. Yeah. And they'll take a certain amount back. Yeah. To allow them to have that house, and it it'll just be a percentage. Okay. So yeah, it it could be vastly different depending on yeah that that, that makes sense that um tenants yeah. circumstances yeah. So it allows that feeling of having a home being secure. That can often be very long term. Yeah. But yeah, done to to make sure that it's a little more equitable. Yeah. Which you know, in principle. It's a very desirable thing, and it yeah. sounds really good. Yeah. It sounds very utopian, like you said earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, of course, <laughs> like you said, I think it's not uncommon for them to be in a relative state of disrepair. Different yeah. governments will come and go. Different uh, governmental bodies will look after them and manage them, and have to put aside money. Yeah, and it will never seem to be enough. And they I won't suppose, ever give it enough care. I suppose it comes down to a little bit of red tape from time to time where they go like like for me for example I am just the gardener yeah but it's in me to go oh I really want to fix that yes but I'm really not supposed to because I'm not you know told to or whatever so it it gets a bit tricky in that situation I sort of think maybe it's the case for other people as well like they might say like a maintenance man or a handyman whatever is being instructed this is your uh, job ticket you go around there replace the light bulbs and then you go there and the carpet's falling apart, but you're not allowed to touch that. That's right. You know, because you're instructed to do this, this, exactly. this. So that, yeah, that's tricky. That's tricky. And they've set aside a certain amount. Yeah. So, of course, when you factor in the income of each of the people that have been scheduled to visit, yeah, you might blow it within a couple of visits, like yeah. you're saying. Like yeah. if it was one person who was able to do 10 things, yeah. maybe you'd be better off. Mm. But like red tape is, is often the stop. Yeah. For a lot of these things. Yeah. So the world's oldest public house. Yeah. Let's get stuck into this. Is called the Fuggery. Oh, the the Thuggery. The Fuggery. With an F. With an F. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Which I thought it was quite funny. What does that mean? Well, it's I'll explain. Okay. Is the world's oldest public housing complex still in use? It is a walled enclave within the city of Augsburg, Bavaria. Oh, okay. Uh it takes its name from the Fugger family. Oh. And was founded in 1516 by Jacob Fugger, the younger, known as Fugger the Rich. He's a dirty Fugger, that one. Fugger the Rich. <laughs> He's a fug head. <laughs> People say you're fugging rich. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fugs <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where all these sayings come from. <laughs> Get fugged. As a place where the needy citizens of Augsburg could be housed. By 1523, 52 houses had been built. And in the coming years, the area expanded with various streets, small squares and a church. The gates were locked at night, so the fuggery was, in its own right, very similar to a small, independent medieval town. Mm. It's still inhabited today, affording it the status of being the oldest public housing project in the world. Probably hasn't been repaired since that date. Actually, I saw some photos. I think it's uh, both... A historical thing oh, that like they her- maintain, listed sort of place. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so I think it is actually, and what you find with a lot of uh, European, well, maybe some of the northern European mm. ones, Scandinavia, it's actually quite an important thing. Uh, okay. to look after. Yeah. The rent was, and still is, oh. one Rhenish guilder per year. How much is that in Australian dollars? Of point eight eight euros. Oh, okay. Wow. Cheap so eighty eight pence, I suppose, yeah. or whatever. Wow. Wow. 
It was and still is. We can so it's there. more of a we symbolic. Well, we yeah, like kings. We'd be the lords of fuckery. Well, there are some conditions, Luke. If <laughs> oh, you're prepared to uh, conditions, prepared to do it. Fine uh, print, can kiss my ass. So if you care to listen, and then you can yeah. make that assessment. Absolutely, yeah. As well as to make three daily prayers for the current owners of I'm the out. fuckery. I'm the out. Lord's <laughs> Prayer. I'm out. Hail Mary. <laughs> And the Nicene Creed. Oh, wow. What's that? Have you got <laughs> I thought you'd be into that. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, okay. But I think I'll have to we'll find out. We'll have to out. find that, yep. It's probably something bizarrely twisted. Was it the Nicene Creed? I, well, yeah, or the Nicene Creed. But I'm, right. I'm going to say Nicene yeah, Creed. Yeah, we should try and let's find that for after the break. And to and work. make sure we do, because we often say after the break we'll find something. I know, there's nothing. And then we never do it. Yeah, but let's do it That's a sense of mystery we like. <laughs> 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 and to work Keep a part-time job in the community. Oh, so if I you're the that. crossing lady, you can yeah, do that. That's, I could be the crossing lady, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the keeper of the tarmac. <laughs> the conditions to live there remain the same as they were 500 years ago. Wow. One must have lived at least two years in Augsburg. Mm. So you've got to move. Yep. Uh, to Bavaria. Yep. Be of the Catholic faith. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> and have become poor, but without debt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The five and gates... you have to joust. <laughs> you have to, and you have to call yourself Nicene Creed. <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, name. And the five gates are still locked every day at ten pm. So you're locked in. Oh wow! Okay. After ten pm, yeah, that's a struggle as well. I think. There's, yeah, you yeah. want to be out well, and free. If I'm podcasting with you in Augsburg or whatever it was, Augsburg, you know, Augsburg, yeah. then uh, that's yeah, true. We have to wrap things up before that's... ten, aren't we? <laughs> it's like being on lockdown permanently. Yeah, no, isn't it? Be like, yeah. mate, eighty-eight pence is eighty-eight. <laughs> It's cheap. It's cheap fucking rent. How is Catholicism going for you, mate? (laughs) Okay, so the the motivations, of course, which we did discuss earlier, but the origins of modern municipal housing lie in the dramatic urban population increase caused by the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century. So public housing as we know it now, the concept behind it. In the large cities of the period, many social commentators reported of the squalor, sickness and immorality that arose. So as you recall with our... Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah. You're talking about how people had to sleep. Yep. And how they had to just oh, be yeah, housed yeah, for yeah. a night. With the rope around them. You, yeah, yeah, like that sort of thing was an example of what people were seeing and going, well, we need to, we have, something has to be done. Yep. Um, so Henry Mayhew, visiting Bethnal Green, wrote in the Morning Chronicle. Would you like me to do yeah, something? Yeah, go for it. Okay. An old ye English. <laughs> Roads were unmade, <laughs> often mere alleys, houses small and without foundations, subdivided and often around unpaved courts, an almost total lack of drainage, and sewerage was made worse by the ponds formed by the excavation of brick earth. Pigs and cows in backyards, noxious trades like boiling tripe, melting tallow, or preparing cat's meat and slaughterhouses. Sorry. <laughs> dust. Warren just dust, spat all over me. <laughs> dust heaps and lakes of putrefying night soil. It'd be really annoying to, to know. The filth. That guy would be really annoying to know. Yes. Yeah. Lakes of putrefying night soil. Yeah, it's cool. So lakes of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the middle of this neighbourhood, it says like some. Uh, it says like a Dante's Inferno kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the writing. seven gates of hell. <laughs> yeah, this is where I live, mate. It's called Fungery, well, we isn't it? Need something different, so I'm not tied to this wall any longer. That's just Main Street <laughs> in Fungery, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so. 
Oh. I have some regions around the world. Oh, yeah. Before, like you, to... before you jump into that, can yes. I just ask? So when I close my eyes yeah. and I think of an estate, <laughs> I see like a block of flats, right? Yes. Like a big, you know, like yeah. in England, you know, big block of flats. Okay. Um, is that architecture classed as brutalism? Often, because the era yeah. where public housing in particularly England yeah. became prevalent through the 50s to so early 70s. Yeah. Yes. So like simple concrete blocks almost. Because it was know. cheap to manufacture. Yeah. It okay. was quick yeah. to, to construct. Yeah. Um, and yes, it was at the time when it was brand new and they put it up, it probably looked quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Like we think yeah, about... families so, lining up to probably get in there. That's it. Because yeah. they would have sold it as something quite special. And I'm sure the... Um, the marketing yeah. material and everything. I mean, you know how sunny it is in England. Imagine the real estate so, agent. Like, do you want your neighbours to live on left and right of you, below you, and above you? Well, I don't think that's unusual, though, Yeah, in so many places anyway. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So, and But look, it's also, it can be housing. It, yeah. There can actually be, I read that New Zealand actually has a huge proportion oh, okay. of um, individual houses oh, okay. as their one. And, and so did we. Yeah. Like, if you go through, through certain suburbs in Melbourne, there yeah. are old commission houses yeah, that were it, set up it, in uh, the 60s and 50s. Fitzroy or Footscray, one of them there, they got a few of the big sort of, like, they look really art deco-y now. Yeah. Um, sort of like a creamy brick yes. ones. And they're kind of just big blocks, yes. two big blocks standing right next to each other. Um, but now, like for years and years, they yes. were kind of rough and, and you know, yeah. you don't want to go there. No, they still are. I now, think, are they? I <laughs> thought those were the ones that have now been turned into quite fancy for apartments. Like I they've, think... been, they've been opened up, like instead of being these little tiny blocks, they've yeah. been opened up into penthouses and stuff like that. I think they certainly try. Okay, yeah. I think they absolutely try to improve it. But yeah. the issue is, not the issue, but you still have... Um, a lot of immigrants, you yeah. still have a lot of low-income families coming in because mm. they're the people that are offered it. Okay. And so with that, not to say that they're the criminal element. No, no, no. Yeah, but with you that, yeah. you get the temptation yeah. for criminal activity yeah. from people trying to make a living, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and plus, maybe if it's not well-maintained and you have different facilities in there, mm. it can be a little bit hard to monitor. Yeah. So there's a there's a place that I've got a bad example yeah, of a project. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where it sounds shocking. Okay. Like yeah. you know you can imagine living in there. Yeah. And we've seen you know there's films that we that we know of that it paints it as quite a terrifying thing to live yeah. in, in a block yeah. of council flats. Oh, for sure. Um. So just to, to Harry oh, Brown comes to mind. That's it. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Um, there are over three hundred thousand public housing dwellings in Australia, mm. uh, consisting of low density housing. So that's what I was talking about before. Yeah. And also inner city high rise apartments. And what's low well. density housing? Well, single houses. Oh, I you know, see. Two yeah. three bedroom houses. Yeah. Okay. Made out of, you know, cement sheeting. Yeah. Right. Corrugated okay. iron. You probably think of those frontages where there's a little the thing with three circles on it down oh, the, yeah, the yeah. entranceway. Yeah. Often in Paran and Preston. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. They were often commission houses oh, okay. built to a very low price. Yeah, right. Probably all being sold for about 800000 <laughs> At least. Because they did sell them off. So in recent decades, rooming and relief housing for the homeless has been privatised. And in recent years, this housing has been sold off to avoid maintenance costs and capitalise on sales in booming property market. Mm. Um, oh, Australia is characterised by few enforced minimum standards for rental properties in the private sector. Capped rents and stronger leasing contracts within social housing can benefit the mental outcome of people living under a social housing regime. So I don't think it's entirely successful in Australia. Yeah. 
I, I certainly know, like, we have, a, uh, I think there's a big one near here. Okay. In our local area, Ferntree Gully. Oh, okay. I think. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's a lot of... Oh, yeah, housing. actually. On the, literally, yeah. on the other side of the tracks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on actually, the other side of the there tracks. There is actually, not far from here, there's actually a, well, it's it's such a straight, because where we live, where we where I'm living right yeah. now, is very bushy and very nice yes. and all that kind of stuff. And then you do cross over... The other Something side of the changes, tracks. doesn't it? And there's halfway houses there. So there's there's mm. there's uh, buildings where people just got out of prison. Yeah. They need to stay there for a bit until they get themselves on their feet or they yeah. may not get themselves on their feet and then they move on. I only learned that recently, uh, not well, uh, last year from a from a neighbour of mine who said to me, um, how do you go down Main Street? Because right. it's actually quite a nice-ish sort of town. Yeah, but yeah. then every now and then you go... Jesus, <laughs> like he looks like he's fucking so, murdered twelve people yesterday. You wow, know? yeah, and um, which you should never judge a book by a cover. Up. But no, yeah, I don't know. You, he's the local priest. You can't help but go fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, South Africa, for example. So oh, many yeah. countries it's around African. the world have had their attempts at social public housing, doing something, government-run yeah, right. housing projects, etc. For mm. for varying reasons, South African apartheid. Yep. featured high poverty rates in black South Africans due to racial segregation mm. and discrimination. So the post-apartheid government has sought to build social housing for poor black households in urban areas with economic opportunity. The reconstruction and development and breaking new ground programs have provided over 3.5 million houses wow. from 1995 to 2020. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, but they didn't fully meet demand. Oh, so okay. even with that number, and were built away from inner urban areas, exacerbating racial divides. Ah, okay. So when you obviously when you push out into rural areas, mm. there's going to be less work as well. So I, cheaper, more affordable housing, yes. but no work. I think that's the issue that that's, you've got to deal uh, with. You're tricky. saying, yep. well, we've got a brand new house for you, mm. but you're nowhere near us, okay? Yeah, actually, you know. um, yeah, a, a family that I do some work for, yep. they said, because um, you don't get to pick and choose when it's, when it's council right. housing, you don't get to pick and choose. No. They'll try as yes. much as they can of to course. try and go into an area where it suits you, like it might be for schools and stuff like that. Yeah. But they, you know where Warnable is. Yes. They were offered up a house in Warnable and they kind of had to take it because that was all that was available to them. Right. And it just, it was just bad because they said we, we were just away from everyone and everything we knew and it just yeah. didn't work for us, you know. I'd, so t- I'd take Warnable any day. I, I quite like Warnable, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so eventually they were able to move back this way, you know. Yeah, see, that's the problem more. though with family, children, yeah, yeah going to school. Tricky. Sorry, that's right. um, yeah, so I guess. It can help, but it can easily hinder as well. Uh, Mexico, at the end of the Second World War, enriched by US investments and an oil boom, Mexico had its first demographic boom in which the primary uh, destination for rural immigrants was Mexico City. Mm. So therefore, housing projects were undertaken to help accommodate them. And the Conjunto Urbano... Chelercolco Nonalalco, (laughs) built in 1960-65, to was meant to develop one of the poorest parts of the city, Santiago Latiloclo, (laughs) which was becoming a slum. Unfortunately, after a while, instead of giving the residence to the previous residents of the town, corruption took place and most of the dwellings were handed to state employees. So that's another issue, I guess, with government housing as well. What are you smiling at? I was. I, sh- I shouldn't have thought this, but I thought I bet this is going to end up in corruption. Well, there you go. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. But unfortunately, you know. But over time, yeah, that's what we've come it's to. In a lot of American movies. <laughs> so the U.S. Speaking of America, 
In the 19th and early 20th centuries, government involvement in housing for the poor was chiefly in the introduction of building standards. Atlanta, Georgia's Techwood Homes, dedicated in 1935, were the nation's first public housing project. Most housing communities were developed from the 30s onwards, and initial public housing was largely due to trying to clear slums with the requirement insisted upon by private builders that for every unit of public housing constructed, a unit of private housing would be demolished. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, federal public housing program was created by the 1937 Act, uh, in which operations were sustained primarily by tenant rents. As a result, uh, it was often given to working class and middle class and white than it was by oh. the 1970s, much more. It was sort of off-set. Right, okay. Many Americans associate large multi-storey towers with public housing, but early projects were actually low-rise um, and then super blocks caught on before World War II. A unique US public housing initiative was the development of subsidised middle-class housing during the late New Deal, 1940, under the auspices of the Mutual Ownership Defence Housing Division of the Federal Works Agency, uh, these eight projects were purchased by residents after the Second World War, and as of 2009, seven of the projects continue to operate. These projects are among the very few definitive success stories in the history of the US public housing effort. Uh, but as a general rule, and this is what I said about 25% before, yeah. rents now became set at 25% of a tenant's income. Oh, okay. With the result that the program being served to the poorest Yeah, right, tenants, I see. Yep. And that being the fair... The fairest thing. Well, I to guess do. that sort of does make sense. To be fair, that's true. So yeah. now I have some uh, some poor examples. So can I ask a question, though? Because, yes, please do. Um, if I can answer it, I will. <laughs> uh, across the world, yes. Have there been any um, real success stories where the, where it's been like, wow, this has become a utopia? There are people wearing loincloths and eating grapes, and you know what I mean? And it's like, wow. I'm not sure about the loincloths, Okay, maybe yeah. grapes, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, Austria okay, has the right. best housing system. Oh, okay. Uh, its capital and most popular city, Vienna, holds one of the world's strongest social housing portfolios and systems. Its subsidisation only helps the lowest-income families, while the transport-oriented uh, developments, Aspern Seastart, comprises more than 10,000 affordable and very high-quality oh, okay. residential units. Housing cost in Vienna has remained around 25% of their income, and they have largely avoided house price inflation. Oh. So, they, so, so Austria's really worked hard at making sure yep. that we forget that Hitler was born there. <laughs> <laughs> that was their entire focus. They raised Hitler, but... And Arnie. They've done... Uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, so That's come a on. big plus they as well. It. Yeah, okay, Austria. Big <laughs> shout-out to Austria. <laughs> now, Finland uh, also introduced the housing first policy in 2008. Okay. Uh, the country provides apartments for anyone who needs one as a long-term solution to homelessness. Oh, that's cool. So it's obviously just a policy that they enact. Mm. So if they, I guess if you've got a legitimate reason yep. to require it... I watched one it. of those... Um, I watched one of those... You know those Vice documentaries oh, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. So I find them a bit hit and miss. Sometimes you go, this is an absolute wank. Other times it's really quite interesting. Mm. I watched one <clears throat> a couple of years ago where there was this young artist guy living in LA yeah. and he was trying, you know, tr really trying to figure out how he could help the homeless people because he'd yeah. walk past them all every day and just felt so helpless. Like he put a bit of coin in their tins and stuff like that, but felt really just like, well, I need to do something. 
So then he started, it sounds weird, sounds really peculiar, but it, not a bad idea yeah. when you think of it in the grand scheme of things. He also noticed, as well as so many homeless people, he noticed so many abandoned dumpster bins. Right. Right? Which, you know, the stereotype is that homeless people are rummaging through homeless yeah. bins. But he thought, why not, instead of working against it, why yeah. not work with it? So he turned, he did this prototype where he turned a dumpster, just a regular old, yep. you know, whatever these, um, what is it, six foot by eight foot dumpster or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, um, into a uh, sustainable, self-sustainable uh, little pod. Uh, it was heated, cooled, right. um, and a little bedroom thing. So it had inside it had room for a bed. Yeah. It had room to sit up as well. So okay. it had like a little loft kind of area okay. um, for, for um, like shelving and that kind of stuff. The thing... I, I guess Could you that... still push it around on wheels? <laughs> well, I don't, can't remember that part. <laughs> if you took the wheels off or not. Yeah. Um, the trouble was the trucks would still come along yeah. and pick it up and empty it. <laughs> so, guys, you've got to be ready. 5.30 a.m. Yeah, every on. Thursday. I'm still in here, mate. <laughs> nah, but, but the, the, the downer was... Yeah. Well, it was kind of a downer, but kind of, you know, when you're homeless... Yes. It's still going to be like Shangri-La. I jump in a bin. Well, yeah, but yeah. because the... So it had, um, had plumbing attached to it. Yeah. Um, it had like its own little water unit that you had to fill or you could use the rain and okay. stuff like that. And it had like a little tap that would pull out. But it's, that's all on, uh, externally, externally yeah. fitted. So right. anything like that. So you want to wash. an extra. You want to wash your junk. <laughs> you got to stand it. <laughs> nah, but he, yeah. he was sort of still trying to figure it out, I guess. Of course, yeah. And it was just a prototype. But um, I don't know. I, I liked that way That's of thinking. Still, yeah, That absolutely. he was like, well, we've got all these spins and they're just going to be, you know, churned up into scrap metal and stuff like yes. that. Why not refurb them and then offer them up as yeah. free living spaces, yeah. you know, and then you maintain them any way you want, and this is how you do it, and blah, 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 and have them all lined up or whatever you I want. I think that's the way to go with yeah, this I thought whole it was thing. Cool. And I think the tiny house movement is actually really good yeah, for, sure. for yeah. making that a desirable thing, like yeah. making that acceptable Living simpler, yeah. They see it, they go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. They just accept it. Yeah. They go, oh, that's great. Well, I think, I mean, obviously every case is different, but yeah. I think a lot of a lot of us do live outside our means. Yes. And we do end up, you know, getting into so much debt. We do yeah. end up with these hefty credit card bills or, or huge mortgages that we, we suddenly lose our job and we can't pay. Yeah, that's and then, right. Yeah, and then bang, you know, uh, we can't afford food and, and, and the cost of living goes up and all that kind of stuff. So if if all of us, or not all of us, but if a big chunk of us went, well, let's let's simplify it then and do this instead of living in excess. Yeah. Let's live differently. Let's live the opposite of that. Mm. I think it would be more sustainable. And I think, I think things like um, estates yeah. <laughs> could be simple mm. um and they could ha they could even do things like say and i'm probably just being a dreamer now but say if they designated an area of uh, agricultural land yes. and they they built the houses they built the infrastructure it was there they had, yeah. they had some roads going into it whatever they needed but then they said this is your house this is your allotment mm. this is and and we'll do classes every week on how to grow things how to do things how to Sound build very how to much build like things. a communist <laughs> Or a cult leader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we all live together, what will happen is I'll visit you once a week yeah. and we'll have sex. Okay? 
And if you're a virgin, even better. Yeah, perfect, perfect. There'll be no adult virgins left in my little cult. In my public housing. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just think if you, like, it's that old thing. If you give a man a, a, a fish he's going to eat for a day, you give him a fishing rod, he's going to stick it up his ass. You know? <laughs> nah. <laughs> he's going he's gonna, to uh, uh, yeah. fish forever, you know? Yes. So I, I like that. I think that's, um, instead of just chucking money at people all the time, Maybe we should be trying to teach people, educate people on on how to look after themselves and all that kind of stuff. I know, I know, I'm simplifying things, but I think that's the problem, isn't it? I think it's a, an admirable way to think, yeah. and I think that I'm sure many people share that wish. Yeah, but people will never want to conform completely nah, to true. what your idea yeah, of, of what works is. Yeah, and that's the inherent thing with humanity. Yeah, they'll yeah, always say. But what if I want to sell fucking drugs here? <laughs> yeah, what of yeah. it? Well, that's the thing. Chuck in I don't a, like your fucking chuck vegetable in, garden. Uh, addiction, yeah. chuck, chuck in um, right. mental health, yeah. all sorts of things. That's and right. it's, you've got a you've got a, a mixed bag of stuff that could go wrong and yes. could go right. You know, so not yeah. everyone's going to get. Only there'll be some great people that'll get along and work together and make it work. Yeah, in yeah. whatever way, community gardens. But and, then as, as soon as that happens, you've got like watch and, you know. Tony yes, that's right. hasn't done hasn't pulled his anything that's right. all week. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I ploughed his fucking field for him. Because <laughs> I'm sick of looking at the weeds. <laughs> yeah. And then, it, yeah. And then suddenly you've exactly. got fucking Russia invading Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a large-scale euphemism you yeah. use, but it's true. Okay, so uh, these are a couple of notorious yep. public housing okay, yep, cool. projects. Mm. Uh, Cabrini Green Housing Project. England. In Chicago, actually. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, the government prioritised the poorest people, including single mothers and the homeless, to access housing. The project was a symbol of hope for mitigating slum life, but soon became a high-rise slum in itself. Okay. Uh, cost-reducing measures taken during construction led to quick deterioration. Although original residents were the Italian families who inhabited the existing land before, the housing later became exclusively black. Due to the racial biases in Chicago at the time, the maintenance funds were denied and deterioration furthered. Dumpsters started overfilling and no one cared to fix anything. All kinds of social ills spread throughout the complex in no time at all. Gangs took over public spaces and drug dealers started preying on the young. More tenants became fearful to leave their homes. Crime soared further with working residents becoming unemployed as the nearby factories closed. Since then, Cabrini Green made the greatest record of poverty-stricken crime conditions than any of Chicago's housing projects. So this is a quote from USA Today about Cabrini Green. Right. A virtual war zone. Wow. The kind of place where little boys were gunned down on their way to school and little girls were sexually assaulted and left dead in the stairwells. Oh, fucking hell. So it paints a pretty grim fucking yeah. sad picture of of a, a building is that where still, you're supposed is that, to live. Is that still that now? I think they struggle. I think uh, this one, here we go. Uh, finally in the late 90s, yeah. the government issued orders to demolish these public housing buildings okay. and set a new program. The last high-rise parts came down in 2011, but we still don't know if the housing authority kept its promise of finding new homes for residents. Yeah, but that's the thing. You knock it down, it's, the people were still there. That's right. The people were still... like it's. You've not, got to get in there with... Prog- like you said, you've got to get in there with some programs and yeah, say, all yeah. right, these are our problems. Mm. They are many. Yeah. But this is how we need to try and start fixing them. Yeah. And, you know, I think... Look, I think... Um, 
I think I've mentioned this before. Detroit, for example, mm. Motor City. Oh, yeah. Uh, has suffered massive urban decay yeah. over the years since the that whole automotive boom. The collapse of decline. it all. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just fell apart. Yep. Um, massive swathes of, of uh, neighbourhood empty. Mm. Just, you know, thousands of homes empty. Yeah. And just crumbling. Factories empty. Landmarks empty and, and crumbling. So what they've done is tried to invigorate it by selling the houses cheap. Yeah. Back to families who make a commitment to work there, to obviously add to the community somehow. Yeah, yeah. To be part Build of it. Build it back up again. Yeah. Yeah. Be be part of it. Like work together to make it something, mm. and then you get a really, um, I guess a <laughs> bargain basement price yeah. on your house, but you get a house. And you get to bring your family in and hopefully make it yeah. something special. And I think that's a good idea. And it's pretty much what you're saying. It's along those lines. You have this. Let's all get together. Make it work by working together. And is that working? Do you know? I think it's working to, okay. a, to that's a point. Good. Yeah, yeah that's I, good. I think it's that they've just got to make sure it's secure. Yeah. Really. Above all, there's always someone wanting to take that away and from it's all, I guess it's almost got to... This sounds really... This sounds maybe like a communist as well, but... I guess in a way it's like a prison society. Yes. Like if someone this is how we run things. Yep. And that's it. If you do the wrong thing, you go into solitary. Yeah. You know? <laughs> is this how you would run your project? <laughs> Whoa. But that's uh, it's You so, are, you're actually it's I never so hard. I never knew that you were such a communist. <laughs> Me neither until, I thought I had until more tonight. I'm I'm but... learning this about myself. <laughs> no, I just feel like obviously everyone's got their own opinions and thoughts and blah blah yeah. blah. But just don't. If you've got a just community don't. of people, right, <laughs> yeah. and you've got eighty percent of them really trying to work hard and do the yeah, right thing. Yeah, what would you do to the other twenty percent? The other twenty percent in a gulag. No, but the other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go in a camp no, where on. you work for in freedom. <laughs> I'm thinking more of a gladiator type. Yeah, fight, and if you, you write know? anything bad about me, no. you're going to disappear because <laughs> my police, who are secretly in every neighbourhood, are going to pick up on you. No, hang on, hear me out. So you've All got right. 80% of the people working hard trying yeah. to do the right thing. Yeah. The other 20% are no no good doers, right? Um, and they're that's and, what we call them now. But they're but they're it could be drug pushers. It yes. could be um it could be um illegal prostitution. Yep. I'm all, I'm all for legal prostitution, but okay, illegal yeah. prostitution is yep. no good. Um, you know all this kind of stuff. Um, whatever, a- any kind of crime like that, I think. Then instead of just going right a gulag or whatever, <laughs> then maybe we give them chances and go look. Let's let's put you into a program where we try and educate you, we'll re-educate yeah. you. Let's try and get you sorted. You know all this kind of stuff. If you want to be part of this community, this is what you need. You need to tick these boxes. Tick tick tick. You need, you need to wear a certain outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. But you know what I mean. You need yes. to be able to want to be a part of it for yes, one. You course. need to be able to give something to it. So what happens you know? if they don't? Well, then they don't get to be a part of that community. So what do you do with them? They can go to somebody else's community. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm wondering, yeah, because I think that that's all admirable. Yeah. The way you're thinking is perfect. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think it's an unusual thing. I'm sure that's in place everywhere. Mm. It's just a case of expense, yeah. time, people's... People will always fall down yeah. the cracks. Well, There'll be people that will fall down it repeatedly. Because like we said even before... How like, long do you give even, them? Even the 80% that are in there doing the right thing... Yeah. They're going to have dramas, they're going to slip. and then someone's going to get jealous that that guy's fucking his wife, and then yeah. they're going to kill and him. And you're going to have to step in <laughs> yeah. with your police. 
<laughs> and teach them. I think what I'm saying is, proper. if everyone listened to me, yeah. we'll be okay. <laughs> be, a, be a happy world. Um, okay, so this is another oh. notorious one: the yep. Pruitt Ego <coughs> public housing. After World War II, the homeless population surged throughout the U.S. The major city of St. Louis, uh, particularly, had a rapid increase in slums. Therefore, the government decided to fund the mass production of public housing to get people out of inhumane conditions. Rather than eradicating ghettos, Pruitt Ego became the stage for hosting city crime, which is the same as the other one. Pruitt Uh, Ego sounds like a pop star. (laughs) (laughs) Japanese-American architect Mironoyu Yamasaki first proposed a mixed-rise cluster of buildings, but the Public Housing Administration objected to its pricing and insisted on building cost-cutting uniform towers. Thus, they erected 33 racially segregated 11-storey high-rises on 230,000 square metres. These public housing buildings appeared utterly alien to the surrounding low-lying buildings. Restricted budgets resulted in poor building quality oh. and cheap fixtures. Yeah, that's no good so yeah. it starts poorly. Yeah, that was the bad. same with the other place yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, however, the project seemed to offer every luxury that the slums lacked. Electricity, plumbing, green spaces, etc. Within a decade, just the poor black tenants inhabited Pruitt Ego. Uh, therefore, sorry, thereafter, the project became hard to maintain. Heaters, toilets, garbage incinerators, electricity, all started malfunctioning. The government didn't assist and the public didn't care. Mm. By the mid-60s, the crime rate greatly soared while living conditions declined. Skip-stop elevators stopped every three floors, making the stairwells an opportunity to rob residents as they moved between the floors to their apartment. Oh, yeah. Uh, one time, loud bangs echoed from the buildings as faulty plumbing broke, letting all raw sewage loose on the hallway floors and oh, walls. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. This event marked a major call for demolition. The project is isolated from the urban fabric and hence completely neglected by the city. Patrol officers and cooks at the nearby restaurants are really the only people there with jobs. Uh, Earl Greggs, who lives on the third floor, reveals the extent of negligence that the housing project suffers. Work does not get done until someone gets killed. Jesus. An example of this is of an incident where no one cared to fix a light bulb wow. until an officer shot a man in an unlit, st- uh, unlit stairwell. Fucking hell. So dramatic, yeah. considering just, yeah, one and, person. And your heart goes out to the people that are just trying to get by, you know? Like they're That's there right. through circumstances or whatever, and they're just trying to get by with their family or whatever they're doing, you know? It's a bit sickening. Fucking hell, yeah. Uh, and then, and, then, and then obviously, like, violence is going to breed violence. And you, you, you well, if you want to protect your family, you're going to have to start carrying a weapon. That's and, right. Uh, so you end up... It goes on and on. I'm telling you, the human species, Makes the sick, human race it? is a fucking infection <laughs> on the planet. It really is. It is, mate. I'm sorry I talked about estates too much. It's really put you in a dark yeah, mood. You, you've come in with estates and I'm saying let's kill everyone yeah. on the planet. Let's lock them up in a communistic light police or state. kill them. Yeah, or kill them. <laughs> um, dark stairwells and neglected conditions make fertile ground for crime to sprout. And this is exactly what happened. Moreover, the, con- uh, the constant presence of rifles and guns create a dangerous environment for residents and officers alike. 
Stairwells are the unsafest places in the public housing project, wow. yet impossible to avoid yeah. due to the regularly malfunctioning elevators. I'll be setting up some sort of abseiling system outside yeah. my window. All right, kids, let's go. We're going Straight to school. Straight down. <laughs> 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 to top it, security cameras are not put where they are most needed, i.e. in places where drug dealers and the homeless Hang out. Yeah. Where's, your, where's your CCTV, yeah. mate? Oh, we keep it in the drawer. Second drawer down from the right. We only get that out once a week because the power's not quite, you know, reliable Just if I see enough. someone shady walking through the park. <laughs> grab it out. Grab a shot. Um, okay, so my last little tidbit. Oh, no, I've got a couple more, actually. The world's largest housing project is in North America. It's called the Queensbridge Houses, and it's in Long Island City, which is in part of New York. It comprises 3,142 apartment wow. units, and the complex opened in 1939. So, just to finish, just yep. to close. You've got on some a, movies for a bit us. Bit of a though. light note, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got Attack the Block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is about a teen gang in South London defending the block against an alien invasion. Yeah, I think I've seen that. You might have. It has the fellow who was in... The Star Wars sequel trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of the actor's name. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name either. Uh, Harry Brown, of course, yep. a retired Royal That's Marine. That's a brilliant movie. Taking matters into his own hands after the death of a friend in yep. a London housing estate. Yeah. Uh, Broken City. Haven't I just saw one. it. It's Russell Crowe and oh, okay. uh, somebody else. Okay. Uh, Citadel. Oh, yeah, yeah. An Irish horror movie. <laughs> that sounds all right. Yeah, uh, actually, it does look alright. Yeah, okay. It's a little, it's a hoodie horror. The Citadel is called. It's called Citadel. Citadel, one word, okay. Yep. Citadel. Yep. Um, it has James uh, Cos- Como, who's the dad from Train Spotting. Oh, okay. And yeah. he was in Braveheart. Yep, yep. He's a priest in it. Yeah, right. Okay. Like a foul-mouthed priest. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Judgment Night, of course. Oh yeah, that's a, a great one. Ours. Oh fuck, I haven't watched Judgment Night in years. I think you need to. I watched that with the time. kids, I reckon, or the older kids. I Do you reckon. remember they were running through the the one of the projects? Yeah, yeah. And no one would help. And they them. go across the uh, plank. Yeah. on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. the bit that stands out to me every time. The dark part where they go yeah. through the alleyway. Yeah. But then they try to escape through the project. I love it when they're um, uh, escaping the camper van thing. Yes. And they, the uh, Dennis Leary and his cohorts and the are end. coming at the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, it's a great movie. It's a bit underrated. I think. Yeah. Um, this is p- possibly great a soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. It is the raid. Oh, I was going to say the raid. Is that? It's not. Well, I, look. I don't know if the building was meant to be a housing project, yeah. but it. I. It's got that feel. I feel like there, there. There's a. And this is the issue with housing projects too. When the government neglect it, mm. what happens is criminals step in and then start taking rent. From the tenants. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, South Africa, I watched uh, an actual documentary by Louis Theroux. Oh, yeah. Where that exact situation was happening. Okay. They're actually collecting rent. So, they've they seen an opportunity the and just gone, well, let's, we'll take the rent. And they yeah. run the building. Yeah, right. And, and they so- probably, in all fairness, they probably offer protection to the people. That, that Not a lot of life them. quality, yeah. but maybe protection. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you getting are you leading they've back down the communist They've got to be open to sexual assault. Yeah, right. I'm they, gonna put they all... have to buy the drugs from the landlords, <laughs> yeah. um, but they yeah. get protected. There you go. <laughs> what do you want? What so else what you Luke's going to do now in his perfect <laughs> utopian world is there going to be a warlord in every building? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. and they're all to... answerable to me. Oh, of course. Yeah, you're yeah. the supreme. Yeah, warlord. I'm the chieftain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so that was a, a criminally led building, but I think it, it is a good setting for yeah, yeah, yeah for public sure. housing. And then, uh, interestingly, and I haven't watched this movie, but I'm kind of curious too. Yeah, Nil by Mouth. 
Oh, yeah. Neil directed Mar- by yeah. Gary Oldman. I think I have seen that, but a long time ago. That's actually um, critically acclaimed, that movie. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And it's got Ray Winston in it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's on uh, one of the streaming services at the moment, I think. It's on Stan or something. I'll have to have so a look. I, because I might give that a go as well. You might be interested to know this, and I think to finish, this is very apt for the... I've got one more thing to finish with. Well, to finish my... Oh, really? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. I just assumed you'd be done with it. Is this <laughs> nah, going nah. back to your communist... Still, I'm still awake a little bit. Okay. <laughs> no. Nil by mouth features the word cunt. <laughs> Just 80, leave it there. We'll go to a big break. No. 82 times. Oh, wow. Okay. More than any other film in history. Wow. That's something to be proud yeah, of. Yeah, because Robin Hood in 1939 didn't yeah. do that, did he? Yeah, Errol Finn wasn't. He would never have said cunt. wasn't prone to saying that, yeah. Uh, it also features yep. 428 uses of the word Fuck. Oh, okay. And it's derivatives. Okay, yeah. So in, in all of its beauty, yeah. fuck, <laughs> 428. Brilliant. So Brilliant. That, um, that is me. So I don't know if you know this little known fact, Warren. But <laughs> well, I, if it's little known, probably not then. I was born in an estate. I yeah, was born. I, I'm in, not surprised. I was born in a flat. Yeah. In a place called Goldsworthy. Right. Which was a, a block, a tower block of small flats. Yeah. Yeah. And did you um, do you remember much? I've about never it? recovered. <laughs> do you remember much though about that? No, life? no, no. I was born there, and then ah, oh, maybe when I was six months, a year old, we moved. Oh, okay, we moved okay. To so a, you didn't to a, stay uh, in that house a semi-detached house. Yeah, right. No, no, I didn't stay there. Which I mean, semi-detached in in England, yeah, is not unusual. Not is unusual, it really? and I mean, it's actually when I look back now, because there's lots of. Um, Attached, so like just yeah. townhouses all lined up, yes. all stuck to each other. But we were stuck to one house, but then we had like a gap around the whole thing, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. but I think I'm not sure if I told you this, but when I went back in 2008, I went back to where I grew up in um, Sippenham, um, and went to the house, and it just felt so small. Obviously, I'm a lot taller, yeah. But it just smelled, <laughs> smelt. It felt small. Back to your smells, yeah. <laughs> it felt small for yeah. a two-story house. Yes, you know, just everything well, was more squat. Everything yeah. in England is it, like housing wise. Yeah, it, it is a little bit smaller. Yeah, that's yeah. what I when I went with my family when I was a teenager. Yeah, I do remember thinking that. Yeah, the roads are narrower. Yeah, and, gardens yeah. are smaller. Yeah. Fences are lower. Yeah, the the garden shed, the potting shed is is small and yeah. dainty. Yeah, but I don't know. It all seems to work. Works. I suppose it works well. But um, yeah, narrow yeah. laneways are fucking small. I've got to say, you do feel pretty privileged living in a country where it's wide open roads and yes. all that kind of stuff, and and big blocks of land and all yep. that kind of thing. So, yeah, no, nah, it's good. That's interesting to know. But that yeah, you, there you, were, you go. Your first, your first uh, experience of life <laughs> were on an estate. Have I gone up in your book as far as like? Do you sort of look at me because like, you were wow. born and and raised? Because like, estates are one of your favourite things. There. Yeah, mate. I already thought very highly. <laughs> uh, I'm questioning it now. I was on the lower floor though. Communist leanings. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it's changed my opinion of you. Oh, okay. just tonight. Yeah, it's changed and, my opinion of myself. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was high when we got here. Yeah, it's now pretty low. We will uh, go to a quick break. Sounds good. Come back with final thoughts. Okay.
Oh, shit. We are if back If I was here. in charge, everybody would do a speech at a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. No, look, I think the human race is an absolute stain on the planet. Um, You're in a good mood tonight, oh, aren't you? Fuck. You know, hey? I've re- all my life, 43 years, I've tried to be positive, always positive, always staying. I know, you know, see the lighter side of life. But as I get older, I'm definitely getting grumpier. You're jaded. And I'm, you? I'm just like, like all these stories you told me tonight about yeah. the estates. I and just stuff, brought you down. You just go, I? fucking hell. Like, you were what born a, in one, what mate. What are we supposed what to do? Like, what a happy story. How do we what make a fairy it tale. better? How do we make it better? Uh, no, it's been a great episode, though. I've really it's enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I actually enjoyed researching adult virgins. Um, it was I did find it comical, but at the same time found it quite interesting as well and thought, yeah, I, I guess it's just different strokes for different folks. Right. Um, I guess they'll be doing a lot of stroking if they're virgins. Um, but and then, and then, yeah, bang straight into estates. And, uh, yeah, as I said in the break, it was a lot more interesting than I suspected it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I don't want to make any assumptions here, and I could be, I could be crossing a line. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> we had that talk. Yeah, I, I'd be curious, and I'll put it as a question rather than me stating it as like what I think would be the true or whatever. Mm. I would be curious to hear from uh, a gay couple. Yeah. that chose to be um, celibate. Celibate until they got married, because obviously marriage in Australia, for one, yeah. has been something that. Has only really been accepted, Since made 2018, legal. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So it's put you in a bit of a, a conundrum. Yeah. But do they believe in marriage as as marriage being? Because I guess they're not maybe looking at it in the same way that a. Oh, I don't want to say they're not religious either. So I'm trying to treat carefully. Yeah, yeah. No, just but I'm say, curi- just say. Well, I'm curious. I'm just curious. What's the question though? What. About a, a, a gay couple that have remained celibate until they could get married. Ah, oh, okay. Actually... Even before it became legal. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm just curious. It just it popped That's up. That's like my head. jumping into a never-ending hole. Well, I know. Like before... Don't make it a euphemism. <laughs> was, there, look, there was an example of, and this is completely unrelated, but it's yeah. just an example. There was another couple, and maybe they knew people that were in that situation where mm. they were gay and they wanted to get married. And they weren't legally allowed to. Yeah. And so they weren't going to get married to each other. Until it was legal. Until it was legal for gay oh, couples I to see. get married yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's you know, commendable. It was, absolutely. Yeah. It was a commendable thing. And I just think, well, not that that's the same at all. Mm. But I'm wondering if there's yeah any, there was any been celibate gay couples yeah. that have waited for that rule to change. It seems a bit mad for me to think. Well, I think because I guess at one time they would have resigned themselves to thinking it's not going to be legal. Yes. So they, so they maybe May they would well. have maybe they would have waited until they had their commitment ceremony. Yes. You know when 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 that was all they could have. Yes. Before, before marriage was legal, but yeah, I don't know. But here's a question for you: If a lesbian grows yeah. up always knowing she's a lesbian, mm. do you know where I'm going with this? Yes. <laughs> And only is with women. Yes. Is she still a virgin? Uh, no. Right, okay. Well, look, I would assume yep. you would class physically as being uh, losing your virginity 
being as, sexual as with someone. being sexually penetrated in yeah see that's your, the um in the vagina as that's what that's what we've been conditioned that's to yeah. thinking but yeah. what about there's 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 practicing lesbians out there yes. who don't practice penetrative sex you know what i mean like really? that's not part of the that's not part of their thing it's not part of the fun no so they st- have they what is is that why are they trying to what, Hold on oh, to that I don't know why, but maybe possibly it's just not their thing. They don't like the idea of it, or whatever. You know, okay. they're happy with a with a with anything else. Well, then, what is virginity then? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the whole concept exactly. changes. Doesn't yeah, it? that's right. So yeah. it's interesting. So yeah, is it is it sexual interaction of a certain level? Yeah. Like, where does it become? Oh, well, you've lost your virginity now. Yeah? yeah, that's you right. You stuck your fingers in that pumpkin with a hole in it. Yeah. Yeah, you've done it now. Yeah, well interesting. Done. Yeah. I don't know why I said pumpkin with a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea where that came from. Um, but if, what I'm saying is there's you, many levels of losing If virginity. you were an adult virgin, yes. would you have sex with a pumpkin? No. <laughs> no. See, that's easy to say because you're, you're not a virgin. Look, I'm pretty confident. I think if I was an adult virgin at 43, I would I'd be looking at pumpkins pumpkin. and all sorts of vegetation in a different way. Why wouldn't you just be happy with your hand? No, I'd want to be putting it in something. Watermelon but a doesn't exactly. I'd, I'd put I'd I'd put a water. I'd cut a hole in a watermelon. Yeah. Put it in a microwave for a two minutes. Take right. it out. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd oh. be. Uh, I think I. Oh, here's a question for you. I've learned a lot about you tonight. Do you reckon You'd if fuck you a were a watermelon that's warm? <laughs> if you were a forty-three year old you're a virgin, communist. yeah, um, and you tried. God damn it, you tried, mate. To, you know? to meet to, someone. To have to, sex. Right. You know, you've tried. Did I know anybody you've that gone, wanted you've to You've actually... gone to a prostitute and you, you couldn't manage it because you oh. were too nervous. Okay. You were like, fuck, I can't even do this. Now. Okay. You know, or yep. you got so excited you blew your cheese far too quickly. Yeah. You just couldn't. You couldn't. Okay. So that kind of scared you off going down that avenue. Yeah, yeah. You didn't meet every, every girl you met, they weren't really interested that much, you know, okay. to go down that path with yeah. you. They liked you and they liked hanging out. You're yeah, a good tell friend. us more about estates, can, can you give us a lift go somewhere? It's <laughs> <laughs> about estates. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You've we got a t-shirt learn. that says estates. I love estates. It's E-S uh, and then hyphens, states. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so anyway, so you're that person. Yeah. You're addicted to World of Warcraft, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. What? Um, would you be getting things on eBay or online like toys to put your cock in. Like uh, fleshlights, dolls, those those decapitate or not de- the <laughs> severed vaginas that uh, we talked about once. I can't I can't confidently say no. Yeah. But I don't think I could I don't think from this standpoint I would say, yeah, no worries about <laughs> Do out you there. think that would make you feel worse as yes, a person? Yes, yeah. it would. I, I think that was if what, I, what I was if my, if I've got a relationship with a doll. Yeah. And I'm like dating it and having yeah. sex with it, talking with it. Oh, I think that's incredibly sad. I've seen all the docos. It's but also you've got to come from a different standpoint completely. Yeah, a, a totally different social uh, maturity. Yeah, a totally different experience in your maybe in your social grouping and understanding of relationships and and so experiences in relationships. Yeah. Maybe you've had very few and so pitifully. Lonely, yeah, to the point where that's your only option. You go, you know, well, yeah, and you imbue it with emotion because yeah. you've got it to give, yeah, but you've got no idea how to sort of 
make that happen confidently with someone else. So That's so sad. I it think. is sad. Yeah. I, I don't... We can laugh about it sometimes, but yeah. really at the core of it all, yeah. people just want to feel like... They're having sex. They have... <laughs> <laughs> with something. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You, that's it. That's all I've got. No, go on. No, no, but people just want to um, share themselves with something. Thing or yeah. someone else, but that's why people throw themselves into hobbies. That's why people throw themselves into sports and stuff yeah, like that, or right. become part of the community, or you know what I mean, because they need that interaction with someone. But some people something. don't don't have the confidence for that. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, and in this day and age where the technology allows you to sit in your room, yeah, in the dark, and be <laughs> online all the time, yeah, you can become not more than just your body but you you're someone else yeah. it's like a parallel thing yeah you could be you project yourself as whatever you want online which in, which, which then cheapens your own image yeah you you are just this person online see i, be I naturally gamer. because of my own story yeah. and yeah. our story yeah. you know i naturally want to like grab that person and go mate you, there's someone out there like don't give up like yeah. keep trying but each their own they probably burst in the tears firstly because you grab them <laughs> yeah. and that hasn't happened <laughs> Since hey, you know, since birth. mum wanted to hug since them. birth, that's right. Yeah. Firstly, they'd be in tears. They've never just been from that. <laughs> and secondly, I mean, Nathan, Nathan they, calm down, mate. They it's can, okay. They confuse that as a sexual advance. Yeah, and, they've, and they've blow come. their cheese. Wow. Yeah. No. So I'll just leave them in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> You're right in there, mate. Oh, I love it in here exactly. in the dark. You've, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, um, that's been episode 162. I, for one, thoroughly enjoyed this episode, Big Boss. This is one fun. of the ones that's going to go down in the annals of history um, as one of the classic uh, episodes, I reckon. Yeah. Just quietly. Now, um, if you've enjoyed the episode, which we sincerely hope you have, guys, uh, please review us and, and like us and subscribe to us and all that kind of shits. Uh, every little bit helps. But even if you just want to spread the word like some disgusting syphilis um yeah, yeah get out there disease <laughs> yeah, yeah get out there tell someone anyone um your local mp write a letter to uh our new prime minister albanese yeah and um suggest that he listens to fly on the wall podcast uh be good to yourselves be good to your goats do you think there's many goats out there that are virgins not after i've met him warren <laughs> <laughs> have a great week everyone We'll uh, see you soon. Toodles!